Welcome to the Directors Club Podcast, your go-to resource for child care center owners and directors seeking success at their centers. Each week we dive into the world of child care management, sharing valuable tips, tools, resources, and strategies to help you build enrollment, retain top teachers, and streamline your operations. With a casual and lighthearted approach, we tackle the challenges you face from staffing and enrollment to business skills and time management. Join us as we unlock the secrets to creating a thriving childcare center. Let's laugh, learn, and grow together. This is the Directors Club Podcast. Hey there, it's Noelle. Welcome to this episode of our podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about some ways to manage challenging behaviors. I wish I could call this podcast, if you've tried everything else, try my thing, because it works. Because we all know, none of us know what the thing is, right? We just got back from the NACI conference a month ago, and some of the classes were like, when you've tried everything, try this. But there was no this in the course. We were a bunch of us were like, okay, there really wasn't anything that we hadn't tried because we all have so much experience, right? In our ever-evolving landscape of early ed, the role of the director is a dynamic one filled with both triumphs and challenges. In recent years, one of the most prevalent challenges has been managing the increasing occurrence of challenging behaviors amongst our students. And as we seek innovative solutions to address these, it becomes apparent that the traditional methods alone may not always suffice. At my center, come up with a few different things that we're trying to try out. And it, some things are working, and as some things are not working. I'm going to explore five approaches you can add to your tool belt. These strategies, when thoughtfully integrated into the classroom routine, can provide a holistic framework for addressing challenging behaviors and fostering positive growth in our young learners. And as directors, our shared goal is to empower our teachers and ultimately provide children with the best possible learning experiences. Let's dig in. Process number one, nature-based learning. Explore the benefits of nature-based education. Outdoor classroom and nature walks can have a calming effect on children and reduce behavioral challenges. Nature-based learning fosters curiosity, creativity, and problem-solving, which can positively impact behavior. Like I said, all these things are not going to solve every problem, but being outside is such a great thing. What we did was we went out and we bought a huge plastic tub on wheels. We actually bought a bunch of them. And inside it, we created what we're calling an outdoor classroom. It has picnic blankets, waterproof picnic blankets, it has building blocks, it has whiteboards and markers and cars and like all, like everyone's different, but it has like loose parts. It has all different things. It has the tweezers, magnifying glasses. It has a bunch of different outdoor things that can be used outside to set up a classroom in seconds. A teacher that is in the classroom, say you're having like circle time, for example, and circle time so disruptive, can't get the kids to focus, get those couple of challenging behaviors, consider taking. Everyone grab your jacket. We're going outside for circle time today. Just that fresh air, different change of scenery can really make an impact on some of those challenging behaviors. Consider setting up 
small bin, just a small bin full of something you can sit on the ground outside. You don't need to have this formal nature-based outdoor classroom. If you have the space, great, do it. But if you don't, that's quite all right, because that's what we do. We just find a place on the property, and all of a sudden you look outside, and there'll be two or three classrooms outside. Someone will be having circle. There'll be writing time outside. There'll be free play outside. Think about taking the class outside. Idea number two, mindfulness and yoga practices. It's really important to introduce mindfulness activities and yoga into the daily routine. These practices can help children develop self-regulation skills and emotional awareness. Teachers can lead short mindfulness sessions to calm students and help them refocus during challenging moments. We started this several years ago where our classrooms, four times a day, they have an alarm on their phone because it's important that you are consistent with it. When you want to teach someone to relax, to self-regulate, don't do that when they're in their like heightened state, right? When they're having a tantrum or think about yourself. If you're having an anxiety attack right now and I'm like, oh, just breathe, you'll be fine. Well, you're having an anxiety attack. But if I taught you to breathe before your anxiety attack and then I prompted you to do that during it, you're going to have better success with it. Every single day from toddler all the way up to pre-K, add four breathing times. You can go on YouTube. Your teachers can find all the different little cute little breathing things with hearts and butterflies and all those things. You can also just practice a yoga position or two to get them accustomed to it. The other day, I was walking by one of my pre-K classrooms and they had all come in from outside and she needed to calm the room down because they were about to go into a scholastic lesson. And I didn't know this, but they were all super hyper when they came in. I saw that. And then she gets them into the classroom. I think nothing of it. And all of a sudden, they're all like, the room is silent. And I'm like, my God, they were all just like coming in from outside. Like they had all these excitement things to to share with us about what happened outside. And I went by the room again, and they're all in yoga positions and no one's talking. Not that we don't want the kids to talk, but I'm just saying that using these practices throughout the day can really help them learn these skills. And I want you to think about something. If we're teaching them mindfulness and yoga right now, when they go to leave and they get stressed in kindergarten or first grade, they can remember these breathing techniques and try them on their own. The next thing is sensory breaks. So sensory breaks are short, structured breaks designed to help children regulate their sensory experiences. These breaks offer a pause from classroom activities, allowing students to refocus and self-regulate their emotions and behaviors. Sensory breaks are particularly effective for children who may be sensory sensitive or have difficulty managing their impulses. This could be you take your 10 rowdiest (laughs) kids, my daughter would have been in that line, and have one teacher, all right, line up, we're going to go for a quick walk and take them for a, a quick walk around the building, inside, outside, whatever. You could also tell everybody to stop and do jumping jacks. Jumping's really good for sensory. You could have the kids all get on their hands, sit on their bottoms, and then with their hands and feet, walk like a a crab. That's a really good sensory output. Think of something that you could 
try with these when those kids get really elevated. They might just need a sensory break. Try that. The next idea is peer mentor programs, where peer mentors help their other friends learn conflict resolution skills. Say you have one child that's really struggling with everything's theirs and they have conflict every time someone touches a toy. Think about placing that child, so intentionally mentoring this child with a peer. Put them with two kids that you know have excellent communication and conflict resolution skills. Put that child with them to do an activity and let them work out how they're going to resolve problems and let that child watch the children that do have the skill work through it where they learn the best. All right, the next two things are for you and your teachers, collaborative problem solving. Encourage a collaborative approach among teachers when addressing challenging behaviors. Hold regular meetings where teachers can discuss specific specific instances, share insights, and brainstorm strategies together. This is a great topic for a staff meeting. Could you allocate 15 to 30 minutes at your next staff meeting where everybody or whoever wants to come with a problem with a behavior? And what's so great about doing this in a collaborative setting is when we talk about the problem that we're having and the student or students, and we say, this is what we're doing, and this is what's going on, a lot of the other teachers are going to know those children. And that's super helpful when we're collaborating about a problem that we're having with behaviors. And so think about that. If you are going around the room and I'm saying, okay, I'm really struggling with Noelle. She can't sit still. She can't keep her hands to herself. She can't problem solve. I've tried positive sticker charts. They're not working. I've talked to her parents. I have separated her from other kids. And then just open up the discussion. Let everyone go around the room. And there can't be like, oh, won't work. I've tried. Won't work. No. We're going to write down everything everyone suggests, and you're going to go down the list, and we'll just try some of the things that, that were suggested. Because sometimes when we've tried something for once or twice, it's super helpful when we go back and retry it again at a more consistent pattern of one to two weeks. This collaborative effort can provide a fresh perspective and create solutions to behavior challenges that you have at your center. Also, which I one thing I super love is it really elevates your team. The newer people, the less experienced people learn from your more senior seasoned people. They're going to be giving a lot of tips and your newer teachers are going to hear things that they've never heard of or really get to share in what it looks like in action because that's really helpful when we look at things in action and, and know what it sounds like in the classroom. All right, next up is behavior support plans. Work with your teachers to develop individualized behavior support plans for students with persistent challenges. These plans should be outlined specific strategies and interventions, setting clear goals and progress monitoring. I want you to collaborate with parents and outside specialists if necessary to ensure a holistic approach to addressing these behaviors. And don't forget, support the teachers on these really rough days. Recognizing that teachers themselves may experience stress and burnout when dealing with challenging behaviors, offer resources and support for mental health and being. 
such as accessing counseling services or stress management workshops. Sometimes we have this little bin of chocolates, special chocolates, that we never give out unless it's one of these days. At the end of the day, the director will walk up to the teacher and hand her a little bag full of chocolates and tell her, I know it was a really hard day and you feel overwhelmed, but you did really well. Sometimes you just need to hear that. In this dynamic world of early education, we recognize that the challenges posed by rising student behaviors demand creative and innovative solutions. As we conclude our exploration of unconventional strategies for managing these behaviors, it's clear that our commitment to nurturing young minds remains steadfast. Nature-based learning, so try outdoor classrooms, introduce mindfulness and yoga practices, really do that four breaths a day, keep practicing, sensory breaks, experimental programs, and collaborative problem solving can all be beneficial. And finally, when all else fails, behavior support plans are super helpful and not just a mere tool, but a gateway to a brighter future for our students. And by embracing these approaches, we foster curiosity, empathy, and resilience in our students. We empower them to become better problem solvers, effective communicators, and responsible individuals. However, let us not forget that amidst our relentless pursuit of excellence in early ed, we must also extend unwavering support to our teachers who face this challenge every day in the classroom. As leaders in the field, we must recognize their resilience and acknowledge their efforts on even the toughest days and provide the resources and support they need to maintain their own mental health and well-being. Together, we have the power to transform our classrooms into spaces of inspiration, discovery, and growth where every child can blossom into their best selves. I want you to head to the show notes because we have a free resource. I don't have the name of it in front of me, but it is a resource. It's a tool that you can print out for your team and you can, it gives you prompts on how to help children learn to solve problems and not have so much conflict in the classroom. That is a great tool to download. Give, send it out to everybody on your team and tell them that you want them to come with three ideas of how they're going to implement this in the classroom. And at your next staff meeting, you're going to share, they're going to share all those things and think of that great, rich conversation that you can have with your team. So thanks for listening today. Let me know in the show notes if you are liking the topics. You can rate the show. You can also connect with me on email and let us know how we're doing and what topics you want to hear. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Director's Club. We hope you found tips, tools, and strategies valuable for your child care center. To access even more resources and take your center to new heights, visit our website at thedirectorsclub.net. There you'll find a wealth of exclusive content, training programs, and support tailored specifically to child care center owners and directors. Don't miss out on this opportunity to unlock your center's full potential. Remember, success starts here at the Directors Club.